American history is full of the good, bad, and everything in between. But in the end, these are our stories. Today's episode will cover Cotton Mather, piracy, and religious outcasts. So pull up a chair and join your host, Jacob, for a brand new episode on Colonial Rhode Island, New England's Unwanted. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a brand new episode of The History Book. As the introduction said, we will be discussing colonial Rhode Island and not only its founding, but also how it was treated by the other New England colonies, namely Massachusetts, resulting in the colony being geographically New England, but culturally not. To begin, let's take a brief look at how Rhode Island was founded and why. Rhode Island was founded by Roger Williams. Williams had been casted out by the colony of Massachusetts in 1636 for religious reasons, and he had traveled to the area that is today Rhode Island and made a treaty with the native population there. He named the area Providence Plantation, claiming that God had brought them to that place. Williams established colony with a foundation of religious freedom and allowed others that were banished from Massachusetts to join him. Roger Williams was the driving force behind Rhode Island's early years until his death in 1683. This religious tolerant colony was one of the first shots at the New England ship of Rhode Island. With each of these shots of Rhode Island, one name will continue to pop up, and that is one Cotton Mather. So, let's talk about his background. Cotton Mather was born on February 12th, 1663, to the Reverend Increase Mather. Cotton had come from a renowned and respected Puritan family with deep ties to New England history. Cotton and his father were perhaps more well-known for their roles in the Salem Witch Trials. He continuously asserted that New England was at war with Satan and wrote, quote, they which lie must go to their father, the devil, into everlasting burning. They which never pray, God will pour out his wrath upon them, and when they bed and pray in hellfire, God will not forgive them, but there they must lie forever. Are you willing to go to hell and burn with your devil and his angels? End quote. I don't think it's a far assertion that Cotton saw this war in full effect in the colony of Rhode Island. He famously referred to Rhode Island as the sewer of New England. The colony's welcoming of religious outcasts that Cotton himself had sent, such as Roger Williams and Anne Hutchinson, whom deserves her own separate episode, must have infuriated Cotton Mather. But perhaps more than anything, the one thing that Rhode Island allowed that brought forth the wrath of both Cotton Mather and New England was Rhode Island's reliance on piracy, making yet another chip in this New England ship of Rhode Island. When we come back from our social media break, I'll begin to explain how Rhode Island used piracy and how New England and Cotton Mather himself reacted. Hello everyone, this is Jacob, the host of The History Book, here to remind you that you can find The History Book on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, as well as on our website, www.thehistorybook20.wixsite.com backslash thehistorybook. Thanks, and enjoy the rest of the episode. Welcome back from that brief break. Like I was saying before, one of Cotton Mather's biggest issues with the colonial Rhode Island were the reliancy on pirates. Rhode Island's piracy revolved around the importation of cheap goods to counteract the high price of British goods and avoid custom taxes. One important good brought into Rhode Island was rum. Rum may be one of the most important products brought into the colonies and was one of the most profitable businesses. Rhode Island's reliancy on rum came from the colony's ability to get a cut from the profit made by the pirates in exchange for a certain lack of punishment. That's not to say that pirates weren't punished in Rhode Island, but to say that the severity of the law enforcement drastically changed 
between the founding and after 1654 when rum was banned in Rhode Island. For example, after that 1654 year, in 1723, 26 pirates were hung in Newport, Rhode Island in one day. A year before rum was made illegal, Newport and Portsmouth, Rhode Island granted privateer marks to John Underhill, Edward Hall, and William Dyer, who you can see the tension boiling toward piracy in the colony. In response to these grants of marks, the people of Providence and Warwick reportedly said, quote, is like for aught we see to set all New England on fire, end quote. Despite the rum trade being made illegal, the colony obviously turned against piracy. The corruption still ran deep. In April 1698, William Downs was able to escape prison after being charged with piracy when the under-sheriff set him free. Piracy was constantly a hot topic across the colony, and of course, our friend Cotton Mather has something to say about it. Mather once said, quote, The privateering stroke so easily degenerates into priority and the privateering trade is usually carried on with an unchristian temper and proves an inlet into so much debauchery and iniquity. End quote. Mather understood that piracy and privateering were vitally important to Rhode Island, and his comments on both piracy and Rhode Island show he firmly believed Rhode Island was not a part of New England. Mather was instrumental in interrogating Rhode Island pirates as well. In his interrogation of the pirate William Fly, Mather said, quote, you have something within you that will compel you to confess that the things which you have done are most unreasonable and abominable. The robberies and piracies you have committed, you can say nothing to justify them. It is the most hideous article in the heap of guilt lying on you, that a horrible murderer is charged upon you. There is a cry of blood going up to heaven against you. End quote. Mather is obviously trying to get a confession, but more importantly, he's clearly showing his disdain for piracy, and therefore a deep disdain for Rhode Island's reliance on it. Once Rhode Island created its own shipping industry, it became the target of the pirates they had just given quarter to. But before they could establish that business, the English Board of Trade criticized Rhode Island for their role in piracy in 1695. The board recommended that Rhode Island's entire colonial charter be revoked, and Rhode Island promised to clean up their act. And by 1723, they were back to hanging pirates more frequently. Right now, we're going to take a brief ad break. And when we come back, we'll wrap up the episode and talk about what's coming next. Thanks for staying tuned to that brief ad break. Throughout the history of Colonial Rhode Island, it constantly dealt with the insults of Cotton Mather and his disdain for Rhode Island's acceptance of New England's religious outcasts, specifically Roger Williams and Anne Hutchinson, and, of course, the colony's reliance on pirates. Because of Cotton's standing in New England and his family name, this idea of Rhode Island's otherness spread across New England, making the colony geographically New England, but culturally very much not. Now that that is finished, the next episode will be up on May 26th at our normal time at 10 a.m., and it will cover North Carolina secession. As always, this has been Jacob with the History Book, and I'll see you next time.